Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope whenever and wherever you're listening to this that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. I'm waiting for the sunshine to come on out here in Illinois this morning, but at least it is nice and warm and I can't complain about that. So today we are concluding my interview with Jonathan Rand. So you learned a little bit about my history with him last week and how um, I was recording radio commercials with him back in the day. That was really fun. And so just it was really fun for me also to hear more about kind of the genesis of his Um, his introduction into the world of independent authorship and just to learn how he created this company that he has now it's it's just the it's huge he's all over the United States and he's in schools and bookstores and just writing 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 always writing so it's very, it was very fun for me to hear that. And I hope that you're enjoying the interview as well. We are just going to jump right back in to the interview. So without further ado, here is the conclusion of my interview with Jonathan Rand. So you'd figured out the distributing, you're you're getting you're selling pallets of yeah. books to yeah. bookstores and everything. And so it, it seems like this is just blowing up. You've yeah. done the Northern Michigan Chillers. So now that that's blowing up, you decide to take the the plunge into American, American Chillers. American Chillers, yeah. And I had okay. I think initially I I had thought about that even at the beginning I had thought about um, you know, because Michigan is only going to be so big and there's only going to be so big of an audience for it. Um, and I thought, man, if this really works, then, you know, I can I can expand and do this American Chillers and do it state by state. And that's exactly, I started getting letters in the mail from kids that, that had read my books. And they were from, like, maybe different states, mostly, like, the Midwest. But, I mean, sure. I got a lot. Of, you know, and the kids were like, hey, write a book about different states. You could write about this or this or this. And I live <laughs> in Wisconsin. You could write about this or, you know. And I thought, hey, these, this is perfect. I, you know, this is exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. So it was the first book in the American Chillers came out in December of 2001. So in that time between 2000. Um, and uh, 2001, I'd written 10 books in the Michigan Chillers series, started another series called The Adventure Club, and the first book was called Ghost in the Graveyard. And, um, and then the first Michigan Chillers came out uh, in, in, that, in December, and those were based on different states. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and I continued on. I worked on uh, the American Chillers, um, and I put the Michigan Chillers series on hold for a little while. And I would, at the time, I wasn't even sure if I was going to continue those. 
Um, but I would get different titles. I was plagued with different good titles. I'd go, oh my gosh, I could write about, this is a great title, <laughs> this is a great place. So I, I thought, well, okay. So I started up the America, <coughs> Michigan Chillers again a few years later. Um, in the meantime, I also started another series for younger readers for, you know, called Freddie for Norton or Fearless First Grader. And that one, um, I can't, it was probably 2004, 2005 for the Freddie for Nortner series, which worked really well because it gave kids, a younger kids that were kindergarten, first grade, you know, something fun to read. Sure. And then as they got older, then they were ready to go into the Michigan Chillers and the American Chillers series. Right. Um, so there's, and there's 13 books of those series and in, in those. And, and, uh, and I released a couple Whew. more adult novels and yeah so. okay so i have to ask how many books uh, uh, how many books a year do you write <laughs> the boy you know all that's it's really it's really changed how much would i like to write or how many actually do i write um it all depends on because i travel a lot um and i would say like this past year you know i would i wrote a new series called Dollar Store Danny, which is a series for even younger readers. I saw that, yeah. yeah. those are for like kids. Like the comic book style? Um, Isn't that what it similar is? To, similar, but they're more chapter books. So oh, kids okay. that are getting out of, out of um, uh, picture books, this is an early like chapter. Early, yeah, okay, so there's yeah. some illustrations in there. The chapters are short. There's only six chapters in each one. Um, you know, quick excitement. You know, easy to read to to get kids feeling with that feeling of accomplishment. You know, I've right. read that. Oh, I've read a book. You know, and with chapters. Have, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and have that and have that adventure. Um, but you know, it. it uh, you know, I would I try to get. And I would say this last couple of years, though, probably between, you know, four and eight a year. Okay. And I really could and should do more. Um, but well, I, <laughs> four and eight. I mean, some people listening are probably like, "What? Uh, well, I'm still you know, working on my first one yeah, for two years." So. I, you know, I, you know, and there really is for me. There really is no formula. My formula is simply: it's like I, I want to know how the book is going to end. You know, I mm -hmm. look. I, I get a title. I build a story around the title, and say, "Okay, I've got this story." Um, and we'll call it, you know, uh, Invisible Iguanas of Illinois, which is number six. So, yes. so okay, it's obviously about these invisible iguanas. What do they look like? How big are they? How do they get invisible? Who's the main character? What's the problem that the main character has to face? What is right. this, what's at stake for the main character? And how does the main character stop these invisible iguanas? And by thinking about this and maybe even sketching out some ideas and figuring out, okay, here's my destination, here's where I am now, and this is how I'm going to get there. And then the rest is obviously the discipline to you know sit to down put and, it together. and put it together. So. so do you have? You may not say, okay, my goal is eight books this year, but do you say every day you write this many words or this for you this know, long? You know, I don't, or? I don't do that, but I did get into the routine. I don't, I don't, I don't have a like a, a word prescription count that I, I shoot for, um, but I do write every day. Um, and I, I don't look at it. See, for me, it's more about immersion. I, and I get up, and I started doing this probably about maybe nine or ten years ago. I get up at three every morning. And, oh. <laughs> well, it's a, don't be that impressed. I go to bed at eight, so it's not that, oh. big, it's not that big of a deal. You know, people are like, whoa, you're disciplined. No, I go to bed at you know, a ridiculous right. hour. You know? um, but I do that because, and I, and I do that like clockwork. And I, I got up at three this morning, and I'll get up at three tomorrow, and I do that. You know, Sometimes if I do happen to go to bed late, I might shortchange myself on sleep that night. But I still get up at three because this routine is something 
something that I just, and it's not even difficult anymore. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm tired, like this morning I was tired, but I still got up, got the coffee, and at 3.05, I was writing. And the first thing I do is I go over my journal from the day before, and I read what I had written in my journal, that's, and that's the first thing that I will work on, is, is my journal. And that might be a thousand words, it might be two thousand words, and there, to me, I don't, it, it doesn't matter what I write about. Your idea um, journal, or no, just a no, personal journal? No, just a personal journal. Oh, that's it's so just great. A, it's just a personal journal, and it might deal with, um, and it's, it's, it might just simply deal with the people I met that day, it might deal with um, it, anything, yeah. very, very simple. Or it might get, I might get in-depth about something that I saw on the news that I'm angry about or mm -hmm. sad about or something mm -hmm. that excites me or anything like that. Yeah. It, there's no rules when I write my journal because I'm not writing for anybody. I'm writing for me and just to you know, get a few things out. Um, right. and, uh, and I found that's been, I've been doing that now for, for probably, well, I started in 92, 93. Um, and I've been pretty consistent with it. So I have mm -hmm. quite literally, I don't know how many, I mean, millions of words in my mm -hmm. journal, you know. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's not all, I'm not concerned about, again, I'm not concerned about my daily word count. But what I have found is that, see, I don't believe in writer's block. And there, I, don't, I don't either. That's the silliest yeah. thing I've ever heard. And, uh, and I, I can't remember the quote that I heard, exact quote, but it was like, it was just, it was a science fiction writer, either, either Heinlein or Arthur C. Clarke, or somebody said something to the effect of, of uh, writer's block is just a term uh, that people in California came up with that are too lazy to write or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, and that's the truth. And when I talk to kids about it, I say, don't, don't buy into this whole thing about writer's block. There is no such thing. Now, it's okay to write bad if you're writing stuff that's no good. I do that every day. Right, right. You know, you can write junk. You go right ahead. Correct. You, know, <laughs> you just write it and get it done. And you keep, get, you keep get at it, it and you sludge and through it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anything to write about, write about, you know, your breakfast cereal attacking the silverware, you know. Right. Or a Martian that, you know, came down the chimney last night. doesn't matter how... And so ate all the peas. Exactly. So you didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where we get into trouble. We, get, we listen to that critical voice that sits on our shoulder all the time and says, you know, don't do that, don't do that. That's no good. Somebody's done that before. Right. And you got to shut that guy up right. for a little while. And just go and have fun and be creative and let, you know, let that guy come out. But, you know, you're the boss of that guy. Yeah. And tell him to shut up for a while. And you'll never have a I've never had a problem with writer's block, ever. I, Me either. You know, In fact, it's, I have the opposite, like too many ideas. Too many ideas and not enough time to And not enough down. time to get them out. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yep. So. so you're talking about the things you share with kids. I know that you have, you run a summer camp twice yeah. Yeah. a year. Yeah, two, two times a summer. Um, yeah. Author Quest yep. here in Northern Michigan. Yeah. And you visit schools. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you're really kind of passing on this art of storytelling. So what is your, what would you say is your overall mission is it kind of inspiring others to write, or tell me I a little bit about... To, to an extent, yeah, but I, I, one of the things that I address, especially elementary school kids, um, is that you know I'm fully aware that most of you in this room are not going to be writers. Um, a good many of you um, have no interest in my books. You maybe have read them, and maybe you don't like them. I don't care. But if you can read well and you can write well, if you can, if you can learn that communication, through, you know, we're all storytellers. 
That's you know, right. We are all storytellers. And it's important to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations. You're going to do it for the rest of your life. And you're going to need to know how to read well and write well. The, the, the top earners in their careers, the people who are the most successful, are people who can get their ideas across through communication. Now, it might not, you know, I have one of the most successful, I know a guy who's incredibly successful, and he never went to college, um, multimillionaire, and he says he hates reading. Wow. And yet I see him reading all the time. And I, I talk about them when I speak to adults at, at conferences. And I say, I have an incredible, and I, and I said, that's where you're, re because you're reading, you're reading for knowledge. You, it's not that, you know, you're not going to go pick up the latest James Patterson thriller. Right. But, but you can but read. Seth, you might pick up the latest Seth Godin. So, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> you and, but you're picking up the reading, you're reading manuals, you're reading all this other stuff because you're complete, you're, you're infatuated with learning. Mm -hmm. And you're infatuated with, with getting, you know, figuring out how things work and, and, and getting these, these things. So it's a different type of reading. Right. And, and those, that's going to be, you know, if you want to, if, you know, if, are you into video games? Great. Get a job as a, as a video game programmer, writer, creator. You still have to read. You still have to write. You still have to, you know, learn the keyboard. You have to know that's all right. of this. And, you know, I'm going to be a, you know, musician. Well, I've been with musicians my entire life. And Steven Tyler, I sat down and had a one-on-one -on -one conversation <laughs> with him back in the 80s when they're gigantically huge, which then they really kind of still are. Mm -hmm. um, but they were big back then. And I talked about him, and he said, you know, he said, I was, just, I was always writing these songs, writing, 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 writing. And you talk to Eminem, you talk to all these superstars in the music industry, and they're writing these songs over and over and over again. And the songs that make it to the album, you know, there's how many hundreds, if not thousands, that don't make it because they didn't, you know, they didn't make the cut. Right. Um, so you've got all these, you know, you've got, you know, writing is a very, it's something that's a real core skill that is necessary in every aspect. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that my message is that when, when kids, when I leave an assembly or a program like that, I hope kids are thinking, you know, well, all right, I'm not that much into writing or reading. But that guy was funny. That guy was cool. And they remember some of these things right. you know, throughout their life. And, right. And I've been doing it long enough now where it's kind of funny because people will come into this store. They will come into Chillermania. And they will say, and they'll, be, they'll have a kid with them, and they will say, you know, you're not going to remember this. But, but you, you came, came to, to my, my, uh, my exactly, <laughs> when uh, you came to my, uh, I was in third grade, and this is my son. And I am reading the books that I bought from you when you came to my school, and he loves them. So Aww. we came here to get some copies of his very own. And, and they will, they will, some of them will remember um, some of the things that I said to them in the in the assembly not too many but some of them will and it's like and i'm sitting here thinking how did you remember that i mean that's 15 16 17 <laughs> years ago and uh, and a lot of them won't really remember they'll just remember they'll go yeah you were really funny i thought you were going to be scary but you were really funny you know so, <laughs> no, it's kind of cool that's awesome uh, yeah so you know, I always ask um, my interviewees if they'd like to share about a story they're working on now, but I would not be surprised to find that you're probably working on a number of yeah, projects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I've got like five going, you know, right now. Um, 
I'm working on, uh, well, I'll talk about two. I'm working on one that I had to put kind of on hold for a little while, Michigan Chillers number 20, which is called Lair of the Lansing Leprechauns, Ooh. which kind of delves into a little bit of fantasy and science fiction, which is a lot of fun, which th that to me is what I, I love the aspect of the Michigan Chillers and the American Chillers is because I don't have to write just, you know, people think it's just horror, but it's not. There's fantasy, yeah. it's, you know, mystery. It's mystery. There's yeah. so many things that I can dive into with that. Right. Um, and another one, that I'm having a lot of fun with is um, a book about Arkansas. Um, acid, uh, right now I'm tentatively calling it the uh, Acid Monsters of Arkansas. And it was inspired by, I was in um, uh, Arizona at uh, a hotel and before I was speaking at a school and I flipped open the USA Today, and this has got to be three or four years ago now, but I flipped open the USA Today and I always go to that big section that's got a little snippet of something that happens state by state, every, mm -hmm. all 50 states plus the uh, D.C. And there's always this little short paragraph of something that happened in that state. And sometimes it's, you know, not noteworthy at all, but sometimes it's just the craziest stories. Sure. Um, well, one of them was, um, it was in Michigan. It was a story about Michigan when I was in um, Arizona, but it was about a high school science class that won a contest to get their algae experiment up on into space through oh. NASA. Wow. So they could test the whatever. <laughs> so to test the algae reaction in zero gravitation or something like that. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be cool? You know, you've got this algae and how are they going to get it? So it comes back to Earth and then they've got to ship it up to Michigan. Well, think about, you know, what would happen if this truck crashed and this algae spilled out? Ooh. And there was something that had happened to it in space. And, you know, I mean, when you're talking about that type of, of level, you know, I tr all I have to do is I just sit down and go, what would I like to think about it? You know, fourth grade or fifth grade or sixth right. grade, you know, and I'm like, that's the book that I would write. And I think the big mistake people make, too, is that, you know, if you sit down to write books for kids, you're in trouble because you're that's what you're doing. You're talking to kids. You need to write books about as kids a kid. and as a kid about, about kids. kids you yeah. need to write books with kids you need to be that kid and or the or those kids and i never forgot that when i just i wanted to when i write i want to you know i want that book to make me feel the way i felt when i was growing up when i when i, when I was reading those stories yeah and and to me, that's when we talked about immersion. And that's, I don't really have a, I just, I like to be immersed when I, you, uh, give me a couple of minutes. And it's like, you know, I was, I was a scuba diver for a number of years and, and, and I still snorkel a lot. But, you know, it's, you get your mask on and you're just floundering around on the surface. And, oh, look, at there's some cool seaweed. And then you start diving down. And the more time goes by, you get a little more comfortable. And then you're going down deeper. And, and then some time, and then you're really in your story, you know, and you're mm -hmm. settled in here. And that's right. Everything is around and you're in that magical, they call it flow, you're in the zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes all of a sudden you're, it's two hours later. And you're like, My, where did the time go? And um, I love that. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> feeling. And people say, well, you know, you've heard, and, people, and there's books on it. And, and, but what I have found for me is that, 
you know, it, 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 takes, it takes intention, first of all. You know, you have to commit yourself to being able to do it and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And you're going to get to that little magical area, but you've got to get on the surface first and start mm -hmm. looking around. So I'll start, I'm going to go back into the story and start playing around with words and start playing around with a sentence. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, things start to move and the, the, the gears are oiled and boom, you're all of a sudden into your story again. And that's my, my problem is sometimes I only have 15 or 20 minutes and I, right. I don't like that because I'm like, oh, I don't want to just I'm get just into I'm just getting this. into it. Yeah, oh. you know, and it's like in every scuba diver knows if you're going to dive to, you know, if you're going to do any deep dives whatsoever, there's... You, Levels. You, you, gotta, you can't not just come back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. You've got to, if you've gone down below 90, 100 feet, and sometimes even lower, when Rich, my partner, and I would go even, you know, diving even lower, we still did see these safety stops every mm -hmm. 15 feet. And you stop mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes to let the nitrogen bubbles normalize in your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get what they call the, the bends. And yeah. I mean, people have died because of this. And I mean, I know this is, you know, you're not being threatened with death when someone, you know, when <laughs> my, you when my wife knocks on the door and says, hey, you got, you know, an appointment, you got to go here or something. But but to me, it is that serious. And and, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I like that time alone when I'm by myself and just completely immersed in the story and, mm -hmm. you know, and have two hours or six hours or 10 hours or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Well, I want to be conscious of your time here and chiller mania needs to open up pretty soon yeah so can you tell us where the best place to find you mm -hmm. would be online well, on online americanchillers.com um, and i point people to that uh, simply because it's a little more a lot of times when people are looking they, we we do things a little extra special um <laughs> when when people buy books online they're all autographed and that's an you know that's a lot of books but but we do that and i spend an enormous amount of time doing that every week that's to a make nice sure touch. that yeah it is and it uh, and on occasion especially during the summer months if you know someone would put a note on there saying oh this is a birthday gift for my son or my daughter or my grandson or whatever i'll do that i'll be able to, uh -huh. to, to, to do that mm -hmm. um and then we have trading cards. You know, we give kids free trading cards. We try to do everything we can to make it, you know, so that when people buy directly from us, they're getting, you know, when they open up that package, they're getting more than what they ordered. Right. You know, whether it's a pencil, or bookmarks, trading cards, or something like nice. that. So, um, and then of course in the summertime, and well, the store Chiller Mania is open year round. We've got our warehouses here, and the store is open year round. And I'm here quite a bit more in the summertime. So. And Author Quest, you can find out more about Author yeah, Quest. Yeah, same place, American Chillers, and then Facebook as well. We have a huge Facebook presence with Author Quest, and as well as Jonathan Rand and American Chillers and Chillamania on, on So Facebook, really, you're probably so. easy to find, right? Pretty much, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it's and especially Author Quest too. I mean, because that has become. You know, kids come from all across the country. Our last camp, we had two kids come from Alaska, Mississippi, wow. Arizona. They come from all across the country. And we just hunker down in the woods for, for four days and tell stories and write stories. And it's That's pretty, awesome. pretty magical. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you ever need a camp counselor, mm. I, I'll volunteer. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And this was just fantastic. So, um Hopefully we can do it again soon because I have a feeling there are many more stories you could tell us and a lot Sounds more good. tips you could yeah. give us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds good. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs>
There you have it, friends, the complete exclusive with Jonathan Rand. And that was recorded at Chiller Mania in Indian River, Michigan. And if you ever visit Northern Michigan, which I highly recommend, stop by Chiller Mania in Indian River. It is open seven days a week. And say hello to Jonathan. Take your kiddos and let them stock up on books. He's got reading for people of all ages and he sells posters and bookmarks and trading cards and he's usually there and he might try to scare you so watch out and um, there's the welcoming committee which are the two dogs scooby boo and boo boo and they are so cute scooby boo is an elderly dog but she is the sweetest thing and they call her grandma and she just, she is so sweet. And then Boo Boo, oh, he's, he's really, he's a people per, he's a people pup. So you'll enjoy that as well. And like I said, Northern Michigan is a beautiful place to visit. If you enjoy summer activities, then definitely go there in the summer. Stop by Sheboygan and enjoy your time there. It's a beautiful location. And you can stop there on your way to Mackinac City or Mackinac Island. And if you enjoy winter sports, northern Michigan is a place to be because they get lots and lots of snow. (laughs) So anyway, go take your vacation in northern Michigan and then let me know how it goes. Well, friends, if you want to see pictures of Jonathan Rand and I in Chillermania, I'm going to post them on my website, sarahfenlinfalk.com. You can leave any messages for me there, any questions or comments, and I'd be happy to get back with you. If you would like to be interviewed on the show, if you are a creator, a storyteller, no matter how you tell your stories, I would love to hear about your process, your mission, and purpose in creating and just how stories have changed your life or healed you and we will put you on the show so leave me a message you can also join storyteller nation our facebook page and please feel free to reach me there that's all i have for you today friends and until next time create something great 